Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Paris, and Kyle, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. On our podcast, we weekly discuss topics that are typically left in the shadows, and we do our best to shine God's light and love onto them. Welcome here. So welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. I am here with not Kyle, but Kyle's wife today, and I'm so excited about it. Hello, Samantha. Do you go by Samantha or Sam? I was wondering that. Either. I've always okay. gone by either, so it doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Because like when I when I was talking to Kyle about this, I kept calling you Sam because that's what he was calling you, and I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I don't. Maybe I don't get to call her Sam yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will always answer to both with no issues. Okay, cool. Okay. So um, if you've listened to our last episode I think it was two no two episodes ago um I interviewed Kyle and it was just like getting to know him hearing his we call it a sex testimony just kind of like where he started where he is now his journey and in that journey he talked about his pornography addiction and struggling with that and then now going and recovering from that and so um Kyle was like well my wife and I were talking and maybe we could do an episode where we interview her and like you know, pick her brain on how that was and all that good stuff. And so I threw it out in the stories and there was just like an overwhelmingly positive response to that scenario. (laughs) So here we are. So I'm so glad that you're cool with this, Sam, and like willing to talk about this because I know this is like a really like vulnerable thing. It's kind of just like putting your heart out there and being like, this is what I felt like. And yeah, so I just really appreciate it. Of course. Mm -hmm. So before we get going, what's like so it's like getting to know you better. So we know like, so Kyle is an RMT. Do you, you I know you have four children, so I'm sure that yes. takes up the majority of your time. <laughs> yes. But have... what else do you do? So outside of taking care of four boys, six <laughs> and under, um, <laughs> I'm a photographer, just like Alana. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what I do. We do church and... Right now, that's kind of all we're at right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, just photography on the side and keeping four boys busy and alive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. I have half that many and I find it exhausting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It truly takes a village and it does a lot of coffee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, amen to that. Um, okay, one more question to yeah. okay, to get to know you better. Say you have a free evening, boys are asleep, or Kyle's out with the boys or whatever. What would you do for fun? Oh. Or like it's uh, you time, like me time. Yeah. What would you be doing? Probably watching Gilmore Girls and painting my nails. Oh. Um, which is yeah. not something I really thought that would ever be me. Or, <laughs> which is something... I kind of sad, but I'd probably just clean my house in peace and it would mm-hmm. stay that way mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. few hours. <laughs> yep. I like organizing and purging things and getting rid of things. And it's really hard when there's tiny hands around. <laughs> yes, and it is. Kyle's the opposite. So that doesn't oh. happen. <laughs> mm. him. So it's like, no, no, this is a special thing. We need to keep this. Yeah. Like we have two drawers full of just old t-shirts that we should keep. And like mm-hmm. the basketball shirts and the baseball shirts mm-hmm. and the tournament shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what for? 
one does not need. <laughs> Let's just turn them into a quilt and call it a day. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, yeah. So without him around that, yeah, getting rid of some things would be good. Nice. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so most of these questions, so I'm going to be asking some questions. Most of these are questions that we got, well, all of them, are questions we got from our followers on our Instagram account. Um, they are intense questions. I, I, When I saw them, I was like, wow, these people did not hold back. So, I mean, I, I think it's really good. I think it's yeah. just like they're valid questions, like people who are, are going through this stuff and they're like, how did you deal with this? And, you know, what did you do when this would come up and whatnot when it came to, um, like, Kyle's pornography addiction? So 100%. I think, yeah, I think this is – it's sad that we have to, to go through this and, like um, – but it's also beautiful in the sense that there has been, like, so much redemption and growth, I feel like, for you guys um, and for Kyle and for in your marriage and stuff. So – Totally. Um, and the, yeah, it's yeah. been so good going through these to mm-hmm. answer for people to show that there is hope. Mm-hmm. So it's been so good. So first thing I just wanted to say, like, if you are going through this, and even if like, if you're the wife, which is the majority, I would say, of the scenarios, um, but if you're going through this, it's so, so hard. And I'm so sorry. Like, my heart mm-hmm. breaks for you. Like, the emotions are raw and this is so hard. So one thing that going through this, I had to remember, and this was hourly, I had to remember this, that this mm-hmm. was an addiction and that if Kyle could stop, he would. Just like if an alcoholic could stop drinking, he would. This right. wasn't something he chose to intentionally go out and hurt me or hurt our marriage. Like this genuinely hurt both of us and he didn't want that for our marriage. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. no and so like every time he would be like, Oh, this happened, I'd be like, This isn't about me and we'll get into that more, but this is an addiction and an addiction is a whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. Versus like your spouse just coming after you to attack you and hurt you and break yes. you down. Yes. So, right. Where it's like a personal thing. It's like I'm gonna look at yeah. this because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a vin- it wasn't a vindic- vindictive mentality. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So but yes. It, it still hurts and your feelings yeah. are still valid. <laughs> totally. Okay. But yeah, so, go ahead and start. So what was or has been your role in keeping him accountable during this process? Um, so yeah, if you've listened, you know Kyle started counseling in May of 2021. Um, so before that, I was his main accountability partner. I would ask okay. him, well, he asked me to ask him at least once mm-hmm. a week, like, how his week was and we'd kind of go from there um Mm. sometimes I would forget once a week and then he'd be like well you haven't asked and I'd be like well this like you should tell me right right right. it would be a whole thing but now Mm -hmm. post starting counseling um I'm actually not his accountability partner um in his podcast he breaks down how all that worked out um but I'll ask him occasionally and not in like I'm like an above you a superior I'm checking in on you Um, but just as his friend, I check in to see like how the struggles have been. Um, where's the temptation coming from? How can I pray for you? Um, Mm -hmm. but also in keeping him accountable, we also use covenant eyes on every single electronic device that is in our house, mine, his, ours, anything our kids will ever own. It's on all of it. 
Okay. Yeah. And it's no questions asked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that's good. So in the process, was your role an active one? Um, I think I tried to make it an active one, but it failed because I don't think the role of the spouse is to be their main accountability partner. I yeah. think they need an outside person mm-hmm. that they look up to that keeps mm-hmm. them accountable. But I did want it to be active. And I mean, it was active in the sense that I was always praying for him, but I'm not the one constantly right. checking on him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what was for you the best way to then support Kyle going through this? Prayer. And mm-hmm. I was never huge into prayer. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I came to know the Lord when I was about 20. So yeah. But, um, and so prayer was something that I understood, but wasn't great at, but going through this, yeah. it brought me to my knees a lot. And I learned mm. that prayer was, it's not the last thing I could do. It was just something that I get to do and I need to be doing often. Um, yeah. so praying for him, making sure that we're on the same page of like, how can we serve each other's love languages and are your needs being mm. met? And like, then not putting him in a tempting situation being like, Hey, let's go to a nude beach in the summer. Like, right. No. <laughs> yeah. And so just being yeah. very, or like if we're going to the mall, avoiding certain stores or walking by certain mm-hmm. stores. Right, right, right. It's not, yeah, it's not going to help. Right. Like if you were going to go buy a bra and panties, you wouldn't be like, hey, come with me. Let's go yeah. to buy me bra and panties from Victoria's Secret together. Yeah. And like even yeah. if I'm doing it online, like I'm not going to do it with him sitting there. It's, yeah. But then there's companies like Mentionables that are a little bit more willing. Yes. I'm, are much better suited for situations like this. As I've now found out. Yes, seriously. Okay, so another question was, um, did he or will he tell you right away when he slipped up? Did he in past tense? No. Um, Sometimes, Mm -hmm. yes. More often or not, it was when I asked. Because whenever Mm -hmm. he came home, like Kyle said, and I'll say too, he's a terrible liar. He can't hide (laughs) anything. Um, So I could tell he was acting off. He was grumpy. He was annoyed. Mm. sin does that to us um Mm -hmm. and so if i then i would ask and then it would come up and then we would deal with it um but now there hasn't been a relapse in nearly 500 days but the rules are still in place that yes right he forgot to mention that's amazing you didn't mention on your story how where you're at now but yes he's nearly 500 days clean which is wow amazing that's amazing Um, but yeah the rules are still in place that if there's any kind of slip up he is to come home and confess to me right away and then there's consequences Mm -hmm. that have been put in place that are previously agreed upon with myself kyle and his counselor so okay there's a whole protocol that gets followed if interesting and in saying that i trust that he would come forth and tell me because he is a terrible liar (laughs) right (laughs) so there it's not going to get too far yeah so but yeah there's a whole going through his counselor there's a whole protocol in place with that so and I think now, like, it's, like, he's proud of where he's at. So it's a lot harder mm. for him to really want to slip back into that. Yeah. He's super competitive. Totally. So he doesn't want right. to lose that. And, like, seeing that number, like, yeah, the fact that he's counted that it's almost 500 days. It's like, of course, he would then want to, like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah I just, think it would be probably a lot more difficult had he not been, like, keeping track along the way to know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. No, like, exactly. Actually have a number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he mentioned that like seeing the number go up every day Mm -hmm. was super encouraging. Like, oh, I can Mm -hmm. do it again. 
I can like I can beat this number or I can set this goal and so that was super mm-hmm. super helpful for him and now is part of the reason why he is where he is mm-hmm. so yeah that's so good yeah okay so next question was what type of accountability are in place for him and for you uh, so for Kyle, Covenant Eyes are on every device. I guess that goes for me too. Um, right. It just prevents there to be any like sneaking around and whatever. Yeah. Um, so he has to check in with his mentors and his accountability partners. Um, we've put in rules about like he's a registered massage therapist. So if he gets a cancellation, he's sitting in a 10 by 10 room by himself with the door closed. Right. Past situations yeah. have told me that that's never gone well. And so yeah. um, we have a rule where if that happens, I usually give him errands to run and be like, hey, can you go to Costco for me? Or can you go do this or whatever? Um, but he just kind of has to let me know. And so that I'm aware and can check in on him or help him out by giving him something to do or whatever. Like It's not a super totally. big issue anymore. But that um, accountability for me, like I have access if I want to see something or I want to check something. I can like mm-hmm. one thing I used mm-hmm. to check would be his explore page on Instagram because it would show me what he's been liking and kind of what keeps coming up on his feed. Um, right. Yeah. I try not to use that in like a demeaning manner of like, I'm going to check your phone again. Like not right, right, right. it over him. It's just, Hey, like, can I see, like, I'll just take it. And he doesn't ask. <laughs> yeah. That, but that's, that's not even just porn specific. Like that's just in our marriage. It's just open. Like what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. And we're not totally anything. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's really good. No, that's good. I know. I feel like it's the same for us where I just like, I just like snoop. (laughs) Right? I'm just snoopy. (laughs) There's no like, I'm not prying and I'm not suspicious. I'm just snoopy like that. Totally. Yeah. Like, what did you say in your text to your mom? Like, I just, I just, I'm just curious. (laughs) And it's always mom. (laughs) It's always what are you talking about with your mom? Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> and then, yeah, no rhyme or reason. But yeah, that's no. just, that's just marriage. Mm-hmm. You're just snooping around. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. So you kind of answered this part of the next one. Do you want me to ask it anyway? Yeah. Um, I'll, I can just touch on it. Just ask what, how do I ask him without prying? Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. his friend. I'm not, um, one thing I answered was, I'm not his gate, gatekeeper. I'm his wife. Like mm-hmm. I'm his best friend. I'm not out to be vindictive and like hold him up with like a sword being like, what's going on? Like, no, tell me, like have an open heart, have a soft heart to that. And you have to come up with it with an open hand of letting them tell you, because if you're always prying and mm-hmm. nattering at them, they're probably going to shut down. They need to know mm-hmm. that they're on your side. Yeah. And I don't know if this is another question that's coming up, but I know too, like it would be like if you would ask, you have to actually be willing to hear 100%. if it was a cruddy week or not, right? Like yeah. that would be another part of it. It's like yeah. if don't ask if you don't want to know, I guess, right? Like, 100%. Yeah. Like I, yeah, that question mm-hmm. doesn't come up necessarily in regards to like accountability, but um, yeah, be very, check your heart to make sure that you are okay hearing the answer if it's the worst mm-hmm. case scenario because mm-hmm. it might be yeah. and if you don't if you're not and that's okay if you're not ready to hear it just don't ask totally. the question then <laughs> yeah. yeah so and 
you know, that's where another accountability partner or mentor comes in place because you know that somebody else is asking those questions that isn't quite as emotionally invested in the answers. Totally. Yes. So. Yes. Do you know at least someone else is keeping them accountable and yeah. asking those hard questions, even though you're the one who's not maybe ready to do it? No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Okay. So next question would be uh, how not to shame him with words when you're talking about it. Oof. It's so that's hard. question. And at the beginning, I was so bad at this because I wanted him Mm -hmm. to feel my pain. I was like, well, you hurt me. I'm going to hurt you Mm -hmm. back with like how I'm feeling. I'm really going to let you know. Mm -hmm. My goal now is to encourage him. And what I've learned the hard way is if I'm shaming him, he's going to struggle so much worse. Mm. And like the devil's already shaming him. Yeah. And that's why they keep repeating sin. Because mm-hmm. there's shame in it and it's not brought to light. And so if he's willing to bring it to light, I need to encourage that. Lift him up. Speak mm-hmm. about wins, even if they're like the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, you made it through a break at work without looking at something. Awesome. Um, right. yeah. yeah. And if it's not possible because you are so hurt, then take time. Say, you know what? I'm hurt. I need time to process it before mm-hmm. I can speak to you in a way that is okay yeah um yeah yeah. and process it with you know a mentor or a friend or write it out or pray it out like Mm -hmm. your emotions are going to be valid and they're going to be hurt and but taking them out on your spouse will actually do more damage than good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh I feel like that'd be so difficult so much self-control yep biting your tongue a lot yeah and just taking space like there were times mm-hmm. when he would tell me and I would look at him and say, okay. And I would like, I would go to the bedroom. He would whatever, go watch TV or read or whatever. And it would be hours. And I would just work through my thoughts until I could say something nice. Like the basic golden rule that my parents taught me, like if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at yep. all. Yep. But in this case, you feel like you have a right to say something. Yeah. Because you're mad. Like you, but it's not helpful. And it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can feel like the, the natural in you would be like, well, you need to know how this makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And you need to know how this affects my heart and my emotions and why I don't want you to do this anymore and blah, blah, blah. So, oof, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but so, so good to then be encouraging. Even if it's Ugh. like, okay, like we'll get help. Like you don't have to be like his cheerleader in that moment. But just Great. bite your tongue on the bitter words because it it hurts him. He's already hurting and he's already scared to come talk to you. Probably. Exactly. And so like yes. biting his head off in the moment, not the best way to have him come back and be like, okay, I need her help again. Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least that was my experience. Okay. <laughs> no, so good. All right. Next question. Um, okay, so did you take action outside of praying for Kyle when you found out? Um, so I found out literally like weeks after we started dating or wow, like, yeah, really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. so at that point he already had covenant eyes on his devices. Covenant eyes wasn't as good then as it is now. So it's still, he found ways around it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it also went on my devices. We made simple rules because he was still living at home. Um, that he couldn't charge his like laptop, phones, iPads, whatever in his room at night because 
right. that tended to get him in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. That rule continued as we got married. We found it was best for our marriage to keep our phone, our devices out of our bedrooms. Um, nice. But outside of like just being aware, like where are we going to go eat? Is it a good idea? We carefully screen all TV, all movies. Um, yeah. And just being aware of where temptations come from. And sometimes I feel like I have to be the one to check, but 90% of the time it's him. And I'm glad because the onus is on him. I'm not the one that's tempted mm-hmm. by this. You are. So yeah. if this is an issue, I'm, I will always be okay to stop. Like if we're watching a TV show and it's not a good idea, it's not going to phase me to stop. I don't care. But mm-hmm. he needs to take that onus on what yeah. is tempting for him. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I wasn't going to babysit him. Like I'll ask him, I'm like, is this a big deal? And sometimes like if we still really like the show and it's the odd whatever scene, like he literally closes his eyes and puts his hands over his face and then tells me, tell me when I can look at the TV again. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we've done that like in front of his parents. Like this is just what it is. Yeah. And yeah. So there is for no- him. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes awkward when you're in front of other people or you're like, if we're with friends and it's awkward, like he'll fake having to go to the bathroom and he's like, Oh, right. I'll just, whatever. I'm just going to leave for this. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. And so, right. doesn't have to be obvious. Like, no, tell me when yeah. it's done now, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like it doesn't need to be a scene. It's just, no, but it's yeah. constant. It's all the time. Like it's something. Yeah. And I mean, having four boys, I'm kind of glad we've already done this because I'm already aware then of what am I looking for? And yeah, what are they looking at? Yeah. And, what are they watching? Totally. So, yeah. Totally. Okay. So somebody asked, like, was it difficult, like, for me to navigate letting him confront his addiction on his own and, like, mm. then trying to keep him accountable? And so right. when everything came to a head in May of 2021, um, frankly, I was exhausted from trying to be his gatekeeper. Like, I was mm-hmm. done. I didn't know what else to do. I was, I felt like we had exhausted everything I could do. Um, Mm. and so basically I found out one morning when I got his covenant eyes report and he was actually doing our backsplash with his dad. It was May long weekend and his parents were living downstairs in our basement suite and and he, I found out and I looked at him and I knew his dad was going to be in our house all day and I frankly didn't care anymore. And I looked at him and I said, you will be getting counseling and I'm done with this at the moment. And it was kind of awkward all weekend because his dad was in and out of our house and we were barely speaking to each other, but Mm. be what it may. I think his parents knew, but they didn't ask at the moment, thankfully. And so at that point I felt like I had no other choice, but to let him figure out what to do. Like I told him what I knew he needed to do and what Mm. other mentors had told us he needed to do. And I was like, he has to take onus of this and he has to take charge and figure out how to get rid of this because yeah. I'm so done, like beyond done. Yeah. And so it felt weird to like let it go out of my control and know that like I can't fix it, but that like now looking back over a year later, it's exactly what God had asked us to do. Like God knew exactly mm. how Kyle was going to get healed and I'm a control freak and this is something God is constantly after me for. And Mm. so God said, no, give it up. It's not yours to manage. It's not yours to control. It's not yours to fix. And yeah, I had tried keeping a closed fist on it for almost 
seven years and God said, nope, mine. And now I look back, I'm like, my word, like (laughs) this is exactly what it was. And so it was odd letting it go. But at the same time, it's something God's constantly been pulling at me to have less control of general things. This being one. Ooh. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was hard. It's always hard letting up control, especially when you think you know best and it's someone you love. So yeah, right. And you feel that responsibility probably too. Like this is my role. Like this is what I need to do. Like I need to help you get better. I need to fix this. Yeah. But I suppose after like seven years, you're kind of like, okay, (laughs) I'm done. I'm done now. (laughs) My role. Like, and then, cause then like other people have asked, like, did you feel like a failure? And I'm like, yeah. But then I realized Mm. it was never my job to fix it. Like, yes, our job is not to fix anyone and especially our spouse's sin, like pray Mm. for them, support them, love them, but you actually can't fix them. (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that that was huge. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then what did you do? Or someone was asking like what to do when their spouse would stumble and fall and how to heal from that. So, yeah, I mean, relapses were so painful. I mean, we went through relapses for seven years and Mm. sometimes they were months long, sometimes weeks long. Didn't matter. Um, It literally felt like a punch in the gut, but Mm -hmm. um, my words that I chose were always like, I forgive you, but I'm still hurt. And then I would like move on. Like I would take time and deal with it, but I'd come to a place after a few years of like battling, like how do I forgive him? but be still Mm -hmm. so mad. And one thing I learned came to terms with is the fact that like forgiveness was not something I could withhold because God's never withheld it from me. So like Hmm. my forgiveness was not based in my emotions. I had to choose, which was so hard to forgive him Mm -hmm. regardless of how I felt. I married the man. I vowed to marry him through all things. And so, Mm I forgave him, but that didn't mean I wasn't hurt. And that didn't mean that yeah. I didn't have emotions and feelings that needed to be processed. Um, I just needed Kyle to know that like I forgave him, but that didn't make it okay. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I viewed it. Um, and then, cause I always found then like he had the assurance, like even though I was hurt, he had the assurance that I was still on his team. Right. Because I forget, like, I forgive you, which meant that it's not something that comes up in a fight. It's not something that comes up later or like, I'm not holding Mm -hmm. on to it, but it's, I forgive you and I love you, but I still have to, like, I'm still hurt and we'll work through that. Okay. So going from more of the like accountability side into trusting, Mm -hmm. because that was a big theme Mm -hmm. in a lot of the questions too. Mm -hmm. Um, how so for someone who has this like maybe a spouse with this as a struggle mm-hmm. or for you like how then did you trust him what was that journey like for you this probably was one of the biggest questions was like, mm-hmm. how do you trust him like what mm-hmm. do you do now um yeah and trust for me has always been a conscious choice just like the forgiveness mm-hmm. it's not a feeling um, right. I married this man. Divorce has never been on the table. Um, 
But because Kyle never lied about it, I know it also made it easier on me to trust his word. So like even now when he says like he hasn't been looking, I trust him because he hasn't given me a reason not to. Mm -hmm. Um, It was when porn was a bigger issue and he told me, um, I always like, I would take it at face value, but didn't mean like I didn't question further when I felt I needed to. Um, Right. But because sometimes like he'd be like, oh, like I saw this and I'm like, okay, well, what did you do with seeing that? Like, right. You have to tease it out. I had to tease it out sometimes, but I had to choose to trust him over and over again. Like, and that grew again out of the fact like God would never leave or forsake me and that God would never leave or forsake Kyle or leave us in this situation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was baby steps like every day. I'm going to trust him that he's either going to tell me he had a bad day or he's going to have a good day. And so like, yeah. And constantly talking like you guys preach communication because it's legit (laughs) the best thing in a marriage, (laughs) but that's all it was constantly having conversations. Um, because basically a trustless marriage was not an option. I wasn't going to live the rest of my married Mm -hmm. life questioning my husband. So that's Mm -hmm. just not how it was going to function. So I had to be like, well, either got to trust him or we have to continue to get help if this is if like he's gonna lie or I'm not gonna trust him then it's something I need to work on right and good thing he was a terrible liar pretty much and still is to this day so (laughs) it makes it much easier but I know there are a lot of women out there that that's not the case and I'm so sorry because like I it's a lot harder if you are constantly finding out after they've lied Oh, yeah. That's a whole other can of worms that mm. you're going through and that you're battling. Um, but yeah, that wasn't our case. Mm-hmm. Kyle is a terrible liar. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then it was probably easier for you to then trust that he wasn't looking if he said he wasn't looking. Like yeah. to trust that he wasn't lying. Yeah. So if he says, no, it's been a good day. Like I think I even, I don't know, it was only a few days ago. I was like, Cause, oh, he sent me a thing saying like, Hey, like my Instagram explore page is all messed up. It's all full of bikinis and swimsuits. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm, are you sure you're telling me the whole truth? And he was like, hundred percent. Like, Okay. Well then Instagram's dumb and off we go. So yeah. that's like, and that's where I left it because yeah, I could stress on it and think about it and be like, maybe he isn't lying. I'm like, but I have no reason to doubt him. And mm-hmm. I know him well enough that he's not about to go sabotage those 500 days and lie to me and lie to his accountability partners. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Um, so another question was, what to do when your spouse isn't disclosing information? So I wasn't sure how this was kind of asked. If you are the spouse that's mm-hmm. looking at porn and you haven't told your spouse, do it right now. Like, mm-hmm. finish this podcast if you want and go have a conversation because there's never, ever, 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 ever going to be an easy time to do it. That doesn't hurt them. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to hurt Mm -hmm. period. But one thing that I live out of a fear of is that God's going to reveal all things anyways. So why waste these years in sin? Like get it out in the open, get the counseling and make your marriage like the best it can be. So, Mm -hmm. That's that end of it. Um, if you suspect your spouse is looking and hasn't told you, 
we kind of touched on this earlier, but be prepared to ask the hard questions. Um, so like, mm-hmm. if, like, don't just go, Hey, are you looking at porn? Cause their back will probably go off and they'll be like, Nope, not me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you guys have phenomenal like communication tips. Like, Hey, like, what do you find? Te- like, what's tempting you? What are, what sins do you mm-hmm. find you struggle with? Like get to the heart issues beyond just like the action of right. what's going on. Um, oh, so good. but yeah, dig deeper, but try not to accuse. Like, I think you're looking at porn. Well, how would you feel if someone told you like, right. I think you stole or whatever? Like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. You sit yeah, with them. Not as helpful. No, like, mm-hmm. yes, you might, you, if it's a yes, you will be hurt, but you have to start looking at it as a team. Like, yeah, they're doing it, but it hurts your marriage and yeah. Mm-hmm. So get to the heart questions of, you know, like what, like how I've had those questions lately. Like what is tempting to you? Like what's, you know, why is that yeah. so satisfying to you? And what is it that you're seeking after that when you're doing this? And I mean, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really good questions. Um, so were there any red flags? That's a good question. Was there any prior red flags before he told you? So no. So I didn't grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. I dated a lot of non-Christian guys. And then I came to know the Lord. Whatever, dated a few other guys before that, or while I was while I came to know the Lord. And then I met Kyle, and I was like, "Oh, like you have like a legit good Christian family. Like love them." Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I was like, "Well, there is no way this can be true. Like, mm. there's no way." And so we started dating in the late summer, and he told me a few weeks later, and that's just been our relationship. And so there were absolutely zero red flags. Like, hmm. And I mean, I'm glad I knew as early as I did. Cause it wasn't this big scary monster that came out of the closet in our marriage. Right. But yeah. No, yeah. Like looking at his family. Like seven years. In yeah. To then find out. Well, like Kyle yeah. just shared kind of his journey now with his family just this past long weekend. Like, they all kind of knew that this was a thing from when he was a teenager, but they haven't known the extent of, like, canceling and everything. And he talked about how he's joined wow. Kingdom Sexuality. And so he told them over the long weekend, and, like, his family was mind-blown. And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> I was like, we've been living in, like, our own little bubble here. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his parents were mind-blown. And I was like, Oh wow okay don't mind us so like right his parents i don't think even had the red flags and they lived with the guy they raised him yeah so no yeah sin is yeah Yeah. when sin is left in the dark it grows and now that it's been brought to light i think it's just gonna be way better Mm -hmm. yes i know it's it's amazing now that that can become like something that was so difficult and hard especially if like for you guys and in your marriage is now like this beautiful testimony that can be used to encourage others and you know help bring freedom to other people in their marriages and it's just like oh just such a beautiful thing to then come full circle that's our hope yes okay so we've kind of touched on this a bit but one of the questions was how to handle social media and access to the internet so another vote for covenant eyes um, I hold the restrictions passcode to his phone. Um, mm-hmm. so something that I don't know if he, I think he asked me to do, 
was to disable the app store. Ah. And I would have never thought about that. But he was like, can you? No. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sure. And like, yeah, whatever. And so the app store is disabled unless he needs it. And then he actually has to physically bring me his phone. I have to put the passcode in. He downloads whatever he needs. I have to get it back, re-put the passcode on. And so that's something Crazy. that we use that. Um, social media, though, that's a whole other beast. Because um, Covenant Eyes is imagine. fantastic. And they've gotten a like, billion times better. But when there's a will, there's a way. And social media doesn't mm-hmm. help. So, like, Kyle has no. zero need for TikTok. So, And he's not... A, since he's joined Kingdom Sexuality, that's the most he's used Instagram in years. <laughs> I know. He's like, I got to figure out how to make a reel. Like, he's an old man when it comes to social media until he joined you guys. Um, I love it. It's so good. Like, he would, he scrolls it and uses it. Like, watches, like, yeah. is a partaker of it, but doesn't actually use it. And so, like, TikTok's not a thing for him. Instagram's basically for sports and whatever. But, um, so yeah, it's limited where possible. Accounts that are tempting are blocked. Um, I just have to trust the counseling and his training that he doesn't like linger on images that are tempting. Like, like he said in his thing, like one of the goals of counseling is to get men to a point where they can admire that. Yeah, that's a beautiful lady, or that's a beautiful girl. Right. Because that's not an option in our world is to not notice that. Like, yeah, God mm-hmm. made women beautiful. Great but it's literally like three seconds and it's gone. Like don't replay it in your mind. Don't think about it longer. Don't go back over it. Like yeah. just leave it. And that's like part of his training his mind. So that's kind of how we've handled social media. We have rules in place that, you know, if rules get broken, then he loses social media for X amount of time and all these things, right. but comes back right. to trusting that he's doing his yes. part. Okay. So one of the last kind of questions in this um, trusting segment of this is, okay, how would you not take things personally, but then take them to God instead? Uh, so again, this was something I learned and was not natural. Um, but from talks with mentors that were in my life about this, humans are always going to let us down. So mm-hmm. Kyle and him getting over porn was never going to like save this issue like there would just be something else that he would let me down um the only person that would help sort through all these emotions was going to be god because that's the weight was never supposed to be on kyle to begin with like he's not Mm -hmm. the be all to end all um right so remembering like when i was so hurt even though that was so tempting to go like rant and vent to friends yeah I had to be super careful to go to God before I spoke to anybody else. And I mean, obviously this was a super Mm -hmm. private issue. Um, And it was Kyle's issue. Like I wasn't going to go blabbing about this to everybody and anybody. It just, Mm -hmm. you know, makes him feel bad. So I had select mentors and friends that we'd both agreed on could know. And um, whenever I wanted to internalize it, I had to keep going back to God and being like, this isn't about me. Like, and this isn't even necessarily about Kyle this is about an addiction and the sin and we need to deal with that and so it was just like day by day going back and being like no yes I'm hurt but if I make it about me then we have more to deal with like I have Mm -hmm. my hurt that I'm allowed to deal with and that I need to deal with 
but this isn't like this was caused by something else mm-hmm. and so not just not to and not to keep dwelling on it like I've mentioned before having young kids kept me kept my mind busy I can't just sit at home and constantly dwell about you know what he did and how much it hurt and what he saw or what he looked at which mm-hmm. had to get up and keep going yeah and I think there's there's so much more that we can talk about this and we will <laughs> so um thank you so much for for this so far though of course Sam like so so good like to just hear your heart on like where things were and kind of how already you can see like that there is there you guys have worked to rebuild trust and like make sure that is there and like you know working on navigating that and going to the lord first and there's just like so much that you're like oh whether or not your spouse has you know an addiction to porn or not like there's so much stuff that is still really valuable mm. i feel like for other marriages as well um yeah i think that's really good and so i'm really excited for the next part where we talk about you know body image and other sort of like, I don't know, triggers or how that's affected your sex life and things like that. Like I think that also is, yeah, is huge and is going to have a lot of benefit. So I'm excited for those conversations. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me today. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.